We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, LL Nation? You already know what it is. For the Culture Friday, right here, Lucky Luffy Podcast. I'm your boy, Sean Davis at SD2Mikes, brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It is that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so responsibly. Left is on daddy duty, handling some things. He'll be hopping in shortly. Great Friday. Great conversation. We're going to talk about the offensive line coach situation as the search continues for the next offensive line coach to replace the legend that is Harry Heastan at Notre Dame. But let me ask you a question. I thought about this. No, we're not about to spend any time, any of our time, right here on the home of the misguided passion. We're not spending any of our valuable time on this Friday discussing what Jack Swarbrick had to say yesterday. No, we're we're done with that. No need to. Now, with everything, this is the LL question of the day, because I want you guys to help me co-host until left jumps in. LL question of the day. And really, if you can, Lay your fandom to the side and try to be as objective as you can. Can you do that for me? Can we end the week that way? Help me out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The events of the past week and a half. Do you think they've made coaching positions at Notre Dame less attractive? Notice I did not say unattractive. I said, do you think they have made the coaching positions at Notre Dame less attractive? Let's, let's be objective today because I can go on either side here. I really can. I, re- I can go on either side here when I really thought about it. With everything that's happened and in the midst of the search, you know, that was the one thing that struck me about, you know, the interview that came out yesterday. It's just, you know, why haven't we pulled the plug on this? Like, I I really just, I don't know. And that's why I'm asking the fan base. Do you feel like everything that has taken place has made coaching positions at Notre Dame less attractive? Let's, 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 Let's start tallying it up. Let's see what everybody thinks, man. Oma Wap, thank you. Yeah, Jack trying to make be Irish a thing, apparently. Said it at the end of his interview with Lou Nanny yesterday, shaking my head. Post game, thank you for tapping in. He says, at, or they say, absolutely. Drunk Vigo, our guy. Yes. Jason Hewlett. Yes. Marvin Bell, thank you for tapping in. Yes. Morior, Invictus, 100%. Gino, 100%. David Flores, 100%. Jason Hughes, we look weak. Derek Jankart, thank you, Derek. Yes, who wants to work for Jack Swarbrick? A 
Coach Vic, we thank you as always. Coach Vic says no. And Joseph Conaty, he says incompetence is less attractive. So absolutely. Hmm. Let's see. Fender Bender, of course, is less attractive. Swarbrick is a cancer at Notre Dame. Well, considering cancer strong, especially considering with one of our own, uh, Jay Mickey's mom is dealing with right now. Let's try not to make that connection to Jack Swarbrick, but I understand what you're trying to say, Fender Bender. Uh, Andre Neely, that's a good point. Coordinators want to bring their guys in. Josh Buffo, a multinational business banker, says, hell yeah. Look, I, I just, and, and I say that because we could talk about it, right? Uh, the latest news is that Matt Luke, who came and interviewed and brought his family and they toured the city of South Bend and the facilities, and he's decided to stay retired. And I don't know if that's a big swing or miss. I think that's taking a swing at someone. Um, that was a long shot in the beginning. And when it's a long shot, I don't really feel like that's a big late letdown, right? It's like, okay, if we can grab him, fine. But ultimately, we already know he left the game for a reason. That's still the same. And if he decides to come back, it's because it's us, right? And the fact that he took the interview, came to South Bend and brought his family, says a lot. It does say a lot about the brand of Notre Dame football. It says a hell of a lot, in my opinion. The counter to that, right, the counter to that would be, man, what's wrong? What's wrong? Because now this is where we take a step back and we take them at their word. According to you, Colin Klein said, no. I'll stay at Kansas State. According to them, Andy Luckwig said, no, I'll stay in Utah. Matt Luke comes in. It's a long shot. He chooses to stay retired. Okay. And from reports, the next two options are Joe Rudolph of Virginia Tech and A.J. Blazik of Vanderbilt. Now, Blazik and what he's done with under Clark Lee of Vanderbilt pretty good uh, a lot of the increase in rushing yards is because they have a mobile quarterback in that system even though you know their running backs two of them averaged over four yards per carry um, joe rudolph eh. so you know we go from matt luke who i think is tier one and now we go to the two names that are being mentioned. And I'll speak for myself. It's sort of a letdown. Like, you know, those are the names we're going after. Um, it's just shocking. And it made me wonder 
LL Nation, I honestly started to think, man, has the brand just kind of been tarnished a little bit by what's going on or what's transpired? And if that's the case, um, we just might be in a season where, you know, you got to you have to roll with what you roll with. I mean, many of you have been out there, right? Whether, you know, you were in your early 20s, fresh out of college and you just got your own spot. And you're really learning how to pay bills, right? right? You just bought that house and, you know, they make you feel good at the closing because they tell you, well, the or it's the same thing with you, you buy a car, right? You buy the car and they tell you, well, you know, if you bought it on January the 28th, you know, uh, or January the 15th, uh, your first payment won't be until March the 15th, right? So you feel real good. You're like, oh, man, I have a car. I almost have two months before I have to make a payment. And it gives you this feeling, but the payment is still coming. Like time isn't stopping. There's no hit pause on what's transpired. And unfortunately, I wish that the fan base could have hit pause, right? Because it seems like the administration wants to keep this thing in the limelight. I really wish we had the power to hit pause on everything that was happening when we realized it was becoming detrimental, regardless of what side of the coin you fell on. Like, all right, this is just, it's not a good look, right? It's not a good look. And you have all of college football watching this. Like, you have possible candidates watching this, right? And you're just thinking to yourself, like, what what have we really done? What, like, what have we really done to ourselves and to the opportunity to be able to attract the best of the best. I told you Malik was out in Arizona. I had other people that I have connections with that were out in Arizona doing the Super Bowl, and Notre Dame was a topic during Super Bowl week. They were a topic. What was going to happen? People looking forward to seeing, you know, who Notre Dame was going to grab as the offensive line not the offensive line coach, but the next offensive coordinator to replace Tommy Reese. And unfortunately, as pleased as I am, I think pleased is probably the best word to use, as pleased as I am to have the combination of Jared Parker and Gino Badouli, because of the investment that I see in the future of the quarterback position at Notre Dame, I'm cool with that. I'm pleased with some of the things, or most of the things that Jared Parker said at his introductory press conference. I'm pleased with that. But then I take a step back and I look at the process and it seems like a process that should have been smooth. You know, the butter that sat on your grandmother's dinner table and, and it was strictly for bread spreading Right. So it was just man, you just cut into it and it was smooth and it just went on. And for you no, know, this is Notre Dame. Right. This is Notre Dame. The process should have been smooth. Right. We're trying to find coaches. 
the process should be extremely smooth. It should just be smooth with Notre Dame. <laughs> it should be a smooth process, right? And the process defines we should have offensive line coaches just banging on the door, banging on the door to take Harry Heatstand's place, right? To walk in his shoes, right? To build a resume on the back of the history of offensive linemen at Notre Dame. And it just doesn't seem like it's going smoothly. Hmm? Just my opinion. I gave you the other side objectively. As far as the brand still being strong. Having enough strength to pull Matt Luke out of his lazy boy in his man cave, getting him on a plane, coming to South Bend, important enough to bring his entire family. The man brought his entire family. They toured schools. They looked at homes and neighborhoods. That's pretty serious. But he said no. He went through all of that only to decide, nah. It's almost like dating someone, thinking you're on the same page. You go pick out a ring. You get on one knee, you open the box, and she tells you no. And you're just like, what's wrong? I mean, I thought we were good. I thought we were on the same page. No. It objectively. I'm just at a place where I'm just confused. You're right, Coach Vic. Very reminiscent of Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. Very reminiscent. You know, Garen Newton. Thank you, my man. You know, maybe do people view it that way? Garen says, why would you jump on the Titanic as it's sinking? And I don't know if I would call it the Titanic, you know, because I do think there's promise for this 2023 season. I still very much believe in Marcus Freeman and his vision. But man, the vibe, the vibe right now, like <laughs> we need a couple of commits, right? We need a couple of young men to commit, to get the vibe going, right? Need a couple of 24 kids to come in in March and April and like, yo, I'm locked in. Because right now, honestly, the vibe is off. The vibe is off. And this dead period is making it worse, Irish fans. It's making it so much worse. Because at this point, 
I don't know if there's a home run higher out there. That's really going to get everyone excited. Good hire? Yes. Solid hire? Yes. Successful hire? Absolutely. But to get the juices flowing, like the juices were flowing when Tommy left, like when Tommy left, a lot of people, man, tons of people in the fan base were excited about his replacement. That was juice. Left. Welcome to the conversation. Um, having an objective conversation about the vibe around the program right now, the old line search. Matt Luke left. He was in his lazy boy in his man cave. Retired. Left Georgia. You know, did it for his family. Right? Yeah, kids that were getting ready to go into their teenage years and be very involved with sports, and he wanted to be there. But somehow, some way, the lore, the conversation with Marcus Freeman and the brand of Notre Dame got him to get on a plane, come to South Bend, serious enough to bring his family with him so he could get their feedback. They tour schools, they go see homes and neighborhoods. And ultimately, he says, no, left. I feel like Notre Dame got on one knee with a ring and <laughs> he said no. And I asked the question today, like, Left, do you feel like the events of the past week and a half have kind of made the coaching jobs at Notre Dame less attractive? Not unattractive because it's still Notre Dame, but less attractive to candidates because of the way things are going down. I mean, if we got Utah calling us a minor league program, we're in trouble. So I think that uh, what we what is taking place has only exposed us for the, the cheapos we have, have portrayed ourselves to be. And, and the way that they've handled Marcus Freeman, especially Marcus Freeman is a good guy. So, you know, when you're watching a good guy in college fo football that a lot of people root for, get done the way he's getting done and and people are seeing through the facade of the cover-up of of what is taking place and you know you can't like you can only do so much you know karma's still a thing and and it, and it's just like you said made it less attractive it, it, it makes it look like they got a lot of complicated issues over there and it fits a lot of the narratives that people have talked about notre dame before um so you know I don't, I don't blame, like you said earlier, I don't think there's a a fire starter hire out there right now. There's a, a lot of guys that can get the job done at this point, but the, the, the window is missed for us to get that impact coach, that impact uh, piece of the, the staff that we needed. And we've seen a lot of turnover. Tommy left. He's staying retired. Um you got James Leonidas leaving. So when you got a lot leaving and you're not replacing a lot mm -hmm. uh, as soon as you would expect, it does give a an interesting look as to what's going on at the program. Man, I definitely feel the same way. And that's why I objectively wanted to sit my fandom down and, and really, you know, let the fan base speak. And it's, it's pretty much been pretty one-sided. 
as far as yes, a lot of fans do feel like things have become less attractive due to what has transpired. But objectively, I can still understand people saying, yo, we're still Notre Dame. We still got Matt Luke to get up out of his seat and hop on a plane. You know? Yeah, but, you know, just I think even when we talked about saving, bringing Tommy down there, me and you both knew that it, when Tommy got down there, he wasn't leaving Tuscaloosa. Oh, it was a wrap. Yeah, you once know? he got is a wrap. That's right, that's the way it should be. That's the way right. it should be. That's the way it should be. Guys get yeah. to know the game and have great visits and take pictures and all type of fun stuff. Like it's a night at the museum, you know, and they're not putting in uh the exact uh guarantee that, that we would have loved to have. So, you know, closing the deal is something is bigger than Marcus Freeman. You know, if Marcus Freeman bringing somebody to campus, that's yeah. supposed to be a, a done deal and honor to get on Notre Dame's campus to get the type of attention to be a, a, an assistant coach or whatever have you. But there's definitely something in the administration because I don't believe it's Marcus Freeman once he gets to that point. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I can see it both ways, man. I can definitely see it both ways. You know, oh, this is a great name. Thank you to Shaquille Oatmeal. I like that. Shaquille Oatmeal. <laughs> I love that name. When you go after a retired coach that wants to be with family and gives great importance to their opinion, there's a high probability of this happening. We have to take that into account. Yeah, we definitely uh, brought in a guy that was on his the older side of, of 50. And, you know, it, it it fits what the Notre Dame makeup looks like. But, you know, we, we wasn't getting a spring chicken either. He, if anything, he probably had a couple years left if he's getting off the couch. So I do think that it's important that we figure out. 
He's only 46, love. He's 46. Oh, okay. But still, I mean, we're pushing. We should start thinking, are we going to get younger like Marcus Freeman? I think when you think of guys at the on the staff right now, a Chancey Stuckey, a Mike Mickens, a Dean and McCullough, guys that are Washington, guys that are young, that are that are involved in the, the thick of the college football game, guys that's going to take those trips and travel to see these recruits, Marcus Freeman might think younger. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting a younger staff. You know, that seems to be the, the wave anyway. So maybe a younger staff in that direction uh, could really work out. Yeah, Lucky Lefty Podcast. And even moving, because I think some people are getting caught up in the Matt Luke situation. It's not about that. It's about having someone at tier one and then the other two names being reported being maybe tier two. That That's the issue. Like you and having, a, having an in-house hire for your OC right when you were at the peak of trying to get somebody to knock it out the park, it's just a bad taste. It's like, mm-hmm. really? That's what yeah. you came down to? Really? Yeah. It yeah, doesn't make just, it look like a elite program. Yeah. And it's momentary, right? But the one could say what transpired was a bad look. I think most people agreed that it was a bad look. And it's just interesting because you start to think, man, is it impacting the search? You know, do you have candidates that normally would be knocking down the door or contacting Notre Dame now saying, you know what? It's all good. It's like, don't get confused. We're not caught up on that loop. Like, Oh, we got to have Matt Luke. Like, no, we admit the brand is strong enough to get him out of the house and to the campus. I mean, offensively, the last two years, we have had in-house hires. But it Tom goes in-house yes. hire. Yes. Jared Parker's an in-house hire. That's maybe why it's a, a bad look. Because neither time could did we have the possibility to, to hire outside the goo offensively. It makes me wonder. Even a head coach is an in-house hire. I guess, yeah, I guess you're right. He was promoted. I guess, I guess you're right. And may, maybe that's the comfort level for the administration to be able to hire people from in-house. Right? If we hire an in-house like that, we hired key positions in in-house. Maybe that that puts a that puts a, a a red flag up for coaches not in house. Where they're like, are they going to even take me seriously, or are they just bringing me in to taste the good cafeteria food? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We should stop looking like the good old boys club. I think that's what it turned into. We look like a club that's like, if you're one of us, we'll hire you. But if you're not, you're a long shot. You know, and even if you're one of us, we still might not hire you. <laughs> A.K.A. Tony or something. Man, Mike Huff has an interesting comment. Thank you, Mike. It says, Mark is shooting for the stars, not realizing Jack and company don't do that. That's what has happened here. You know? In his letter, it, 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 that winning that championship was third behind being a good steward. 
and raising the Notre Dame brand. So it if was it, if it, it, it was yet, number three. You're right. It was number three. It should have been number one. <laughs> it should have been number one, but it was number three. So, so if you're thinking of you're winning the championship in the third back part of your mind, you you got a lot of things that's going to be obstacles for you uh, on the process of getting there, if that's the case. Let me ask you a question, Left, because you were there. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We talk about improvements. And one of the big things that Notre Dame has always stuck to from its traditions is that the players live amongst the student population. When we talk about building an athletic facility that most big-time programs have, that is strictly the athletic facility for the team to come, study hall, personal chef, not just football team, all athletic teams, training tables to be taken care of medically. This is something that's pretty standard at your big-time programs. That would kind of go against the culture that Notre Dame traditionally has always wanted with the student population and his athletes. My question to you is, is it needed? See, because what would is, is it time for Notre Dame to move away from tradition or to gain a different point of view of tradition in 2023? Man, you do that, man. I think it just changes the makeup of what Notre Dame has been holding on to for so mm. long. You would have to just change the dynamic of the school in that case and uh but it's but it's weird. It's like they they have built the face up so much of what Notre Dame is perceived to be, but then it's like rules for you is not rules for all. You know, if you got enough cash, you living off campus. Mm-hmm. They built them nice condominiums more than just. No, well, wait, wait, wait! Now, I want you to get clarity on what I said. I didn't say dorms to live in. <laughs> I said an athletic building to be able to come to eat, have a training table, personal shelf, come and meet with the doctors, not just the football team, all athletics at Notre Dame. Something that is for athletics, which is strictly, which is standard. We're not talking about building like something that's just over the top. This is standard. Hey, the University of Illinois, man, the University of Illinois building? Dude, it was incredible when i was there and that was years ago i can only imagine what it looks like now we're not even talking about sec money and how much they invest we're just talking about big 10 big 10 it's there at michigan it's there at michigan state ohio state it's basics it's the basics and you can talk about man my kid dude you want to live in the dorms keep that fine fine but athletes want to feel like they're being treated as athletes. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. It's because you, LL Nation, that we continue to grow. We thank you for hitting the downloads each and every day. We are the home of the misguided passion. Mm-hmm. We love it. 
It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it differently. <laughs>